We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. North Omaha has been the home to many fraternal lodges, community societies, political and social organizations, and other groups. It's also been home to a lot of private clubs, nightclubs, dance halls, and ballrooms. And North Omaha's long history includes serving as the city's African-American cultural, religious, and social hub, along with its Scandinavian roots, business ties, and other connections. There are also neighborhood social clubs, fraternal organizations, and halls throughout the community. Well, this one sounds very interesting. Adam, take it from there. There's so much to cover in this, Steve, and I'll, I'll try to be brief if only to you know, keep our listeners interested in the whole thing. But I'll tell you, it's such a rich, rich history. So before we jump in, let me paint this broad picture. Remember that North Omaha, North Omaha, everything north of Dodge Street, all the way up to the Pocket Hills to the Washington County line, everything east of North 72nd Street, all the way to the Missouri River. Inside of that area, you have a blanket of history. And this blanket of history, let's call it a patchwork quilt. We're going to look in a couple of different ways that this quilt comes together. One is through the patches. Let's think of those as neighborhoods. And they all fit together to make one quilt. They're not perfect squares by any measure, but it kind of paints this image of these sections of the community. Holding together the patchwork quilt are all these identities, these ways that people see themselves. This is what these social clubs were all made of, Steve. And so this thread holding together the neighborhoods, these were these identities, whether they are racial identities, whether they are ethnic identities socioeconomic identities in terms of how much money you made and how the world around you saw you um, being working class or poor or middle class or wealthy, but other identities too, in terms of your education, in terms of your interests in life, your hobbies and habits and behaviors, in terms of all these ways that you see yourself, your identity. So your identities, this threads together the patchwork that makes up the quilt. And then the whole thing is tufted. You know, it's filled with uh, something that, that makes it warm and makes it comfortable. And we can think that of that as the individual people. So North Omaha is this quilt, this patchwork quilt sewn together with these identities. Some of these identities were made real. They were made visible. They were made tangible by social clubs by fraternity organizations, by all these different types of gatherings that you mentioned in your introduction. And that's what I'm going to get into today. There have been so many of these organizations. And and, and, and to really even begin to enumerate them, whew, it could be exhausting and a little bit overwhelming. Let's start by looking at the civic organizations, though. Civic organizations are, they can also be thought of as charitable organizations, they can also be thought of as uh, community building organizations. Today in North Omaha, there are so many civic organizations that are working really, really hard. Uh, we're talking about nonprofits that are committed to building communities. So just to think of it that way, 
uh, we, we get so many different identities. We get organizations as broad as 75 North, which is building the Highlander neighborhood to uh, the Holy Name Housing Corporation, which builds houses across North Omaha and beyond to Omaha's chapter of the, the North Side YWCA was one of these civic organizations in North Omaha. They launched in 1920 in a house on North 22nd Street in the near North Side. Uh, it was an African-American organization that was really committed to empowering women to make a difference, to make the neighborhood a better place. And the North Side YWCA uh, was one of the most active civic organizations in the neighborhood for dozens of years. They launched, uh, they were so active that they launched their own campaigns to start other organizations. Uh, one of the earliest that they began was called the Old Colored, or the Colored Old Folks Home. The Colored Old Folks Home was a facility for African American old people who, we think of it as senior housing today, but back then it was such an anomaly. No old folks home in Omaha would serve old people who were black. And so the African American community banded together to found their own. So this is an example of a civic organization working together to really reinforce and support the identities of people while providing an essential public need. Uh, the Northside YWCA also launched other civic campaigns. They had fundraisers. They had drives. They had different things to support activities for young people, to build families throughout the neighborhood. They had cooking programs. They had homemaker programs, all different kinds of things for women and families at that point. Omaha had a community chest for a long time. Uh, the community chest was a fund that was raised from business owners and philanthropists, but also regular everyday donors. And the idea of this community chest was to support nonprofits in doing their work. So some of that community chest money went to places like the Colored Old Folks Home. Other of that money went to places like the Urban League Mid-City Community Center. The Urban League Mid-City Community Center was opened at 2213 Lake Street in the 1940s to act as a community center where African Americans in the near Northside neighborhood and around the 24th and Lake Historic District, where they could go and gather and learn about history, learn about society, learn about education, learn about cultural activities, all kinds of different things that would happen at any community center. But because North Omaha didn't have one, the community chest supported that. And the Urban League worked really hard to make that work. They also did a lot of job placement, and they did a lot of anti-discrimination work from that location. The Urban League, of course, continues on today and fights steady from 30th and Lake to uh, transform the Omaha community in general. And the community chest ended up morphing and becoming what we know today as the United Way. And uh, that's a very powerful force that continues to support civic organizations in North Omaha. The American Legion was another civic organization that existed. You know, it formed in North Omaha in 1918. It was it was originally called the War Camp Community Service. And uh, the American Legion ended up supporting veterans who were coming back from World War One, uh, veterans from the Spanish-American War at the turn of the century, and then later on veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, all the way to today. But in North Omaha specifically – uh, the American Legion did a lot of work to build community and, and support these veterans uh, with a lot of different kinds of activities. The Centralized Commonwealth Civic Club was a uh, business organization that did civic work throughout North Omaha. They formed in 1937 
and sponsored uh, all kinds of different activities, including a couple of Boy Scout troops for African-American youth to really provide that service for the neighborhood. So that's another example of a civic organization. North Omaha, as as the home of Omaha's African-American community, has been the home of a lot of different social clubs among African-Americans. We know that uh, the Knights of Pythias were a gathering of African-Americans who met on um, 24th Street. They had a hall uh, where they held social activities and all kinds of different celebrations and helped each other and built the community basically from the inside. There were also secret organizations like the Odd Fellows and the Masons. The African-American Odd Fellows uh, had about 400 members that were all over North Omaha that were who were black. Uh, before they ended up closing up. The Black Masons, also called the Prince Hall Masons, continue today. They uh, formed in North Omaha perhaps as early as the 1880s, but definitely uh, at the turn of the century. And they have been active in building the community in so many ways, raising money, uh, providing civic and educational activities, and really being involved in some of the leading the change throughout the community in terms of building civil rights, but also uh, weaving together the economy in a lot of different aspects of the community. And of course, the Elks, the Black Elks are still located on Lake Street. They have a beautiful club right there in the old Columbus Hall. Uh, and they started in the 1920s and have been very, very involved in the entire growth and transformation of North Omaha over the decades. Very important organization. Maybe the most elusive and secretive organization in North Omaha's history was called the Knights and Daughters of Tabor. Uh, they were also called the, the Knights of Liberty. It was an African-American organization whose goal was, quote, nothing less than the destruction of slavery. They uh, were anti-white supremacy. They were anti-racism. And they fought to build up the African-American community long after pan-Africanism organizations had come and gone from favor. In the 1940s, the Knights and Daughters of Tabor led campaigns to build black hospitals with black doctors to serve black communities because white hospitals and white doctors and white communities wouldn't serve African-Americans as fully as blacks could. They actually began one of those campaigns in Omaha that almost led to the development of a hospital on 30th Street just for African-Americans. didn't work, but regardless, the Knights of Tabor continued on. A report from the 1930s, from the late 1930s by the federal government, said that there were more than 25 different African-American social clubs in North Omaha with more than 2,000 members total. Some of the different groups included the Royal Circle. It was uh, kind of seen as being a hoity African-American organization that held cotillions and uh, other events where they crowned royalty for North Omaha um, among African-Americans from the 1920s all the way into the 1960s before they closed out. There was an organization called the Pleasant Hour Club. There were lots of these different smaller clubs that were gatherings of friends who basically did uh, social and philanthropic and recreational activities to really build the black community in the city. Now, the Pleasant Hour Club, the Aloha Club, the Entre New, the Bo Bremel Club was one of the most prominent social groups. They held all kinds of different fundraisers and activities uh, throughout North Omaha. They were notorious for annual gatherings that happened at the Dreamland Ballroom that were very fancy affairs with tuxedos and ballroom gowns and big orchestras playing but no less important was another group called the Quack Club. The Quack Club was a garden club, great name. They were organized to take care of the YWCA grounds and building. So even though you had the YWCA doing civic work, you had the Quack Club acting as a social support net for the YW. 
The Quack Club also had an operetta and uh, Christmas dances that were held at Brownell Hall down in South Omaha. So lots of different organizations like that, uh, those kind of social organizations that were coming around. More recently, we've seen social organizations in North Omaha continue. The Native Omaha Club might be the most important club to ever exist in North Omaha. Starting in 1976, a woman named Vera Johnson worked with Betty McDonald, and they brought together a group of people to plan activities to be a community-wide reunion. The Native Omaha Club kept going and is still going, and every uh, couple of years hosts Native Omaha Days. In uh, 2019, they held their 22nd Native Omaha Days uh, since 1976, the huge parade, dances, reunion, picnic, memorial service, golf tournament, performances by local artists, all kinds of things uh, grew out the N Native Omaha Club. And it's a nonprofit and they continue to do powerful work to transform the community just by maintaining a very exciting modern current thing. One of the other pieces from history, though, in terms of these social clubs was Fort Omaha. Fort Omaha itself as a military installation had to have social halls to entertain the troops uh, with that many troops coming and going. It should be no surprise that during World War I, there were actually three different social clubs that were set up at Fort Omaha for the Army troops who were stationed there. The Knights of Columbus, a Catholic organization, built a, an assembly hall where Catholic soldiers could go and have recreation and, and uh, social activities. They would meet young Catholic women who came up to North Omaha from around – who came up to Fort Omaha – from around the community and really have a good time with everybody involved. Another social hall that was at Fort Omaha was operated by the YMCA. The YMCA Fort Omaha Hall was a poppin' place that had all kinds of athletics and educational classes, lectures, musical entertainment, picture shows, dances, and uh, all kinds of facilities for writing and a post office and different things. So really, really uh, important facilities that held together the fabric of the community. North Omaha has also had a lot of ethnic clubs over the years. We mentioned their Scandinavian root, the Scandinavian roots of the community. The Danish American Society of Omaha it operates a uh, hall in Florence. It's called the Danish Ventilist Park. Lots of people have been to the Ventilist Park without ever knowing what it is. But the fact of the matter is that it's an ethnic hall that's owned by an ethnic organization, even though they might not be that active in terms of building Danish identity or Scandinavian community anymore. They certainly do act as a community facility. It's also important to acknowledge the role of the Viking ship. The Viking ship today is a nonprofit organization. It's run by uh, June Blair, who's been active in the community for more than 50 years. But the, the Viking ship has a really old history in North Omaha, going all the way back to 1916 when it first opened up as the Prettiest Mile Club. It's located right on Reddick Avenue where it intersects with Minnelusa Boulevard and was built to support that neighborhood, Minnelusa, when it was first opened, when it was first built up and, and offered as a subdivision in 1916. It was a middle class institution, Steve. They had large ballroom dances. They had big meals and social activities and all kinds of different things that happened at the Prettiest Mile Club. When it morphed, it changed throughout the years and became different things. When it became the Birchwood Club in the 1950s, it had a swimming pool installed and a bowling alley in the basement, all kinds of different fun and good times for and, and to really support that middle-class identity. It was, let's just be real about it, it was a segregated institution. They did not allow African-Americans to join uh, the Prettiest Mile Club or the Birchwood Club for all that's worth. When 
the Viking ship was established from the old Hayden house and different things that had happened in the Pretty Smile Club. By then, it was renovated. The Birchwood Club had clad the entire building. It was originally this beautiful Spanish colonial-style facility with uh, a nice terracotta brickwork around it and uh, all kinds of just the Spanish colonial elements around it. Uh, but they clad it in metal and siding and uh, put a normal roof on it. And the building lost a lot of its architectural integrity with that. But it continues to exist today and uh, still offers a lot of services and potential for the community. And is, it definitely has that legacy of being an important social hall. One of the social halls that we don't really know much about, though, was the American Hungarian Hall that was on Cumming Street. It was at 16th and Cumming for more than 40 years. It opened in the original Swanson building where the Swanson Corporation was originally opened up. Uh, it opened there in 1940. Hungarian immigrants added a auditorium and stage, meeting rooms, a kitchen, a banquet hall, and caretaker's quarters on the second floor. And it was run for a couple dozen years. Unfortunately, it closed around 1970, and uh, it was raised when Creighton University bought the land. Maybe the most important hall in all of North Omaha's history, though, was the Exarban Den. The Exarban Den was originally built as the Coliseum in 1889. Uh, the Coliseum was bought by Exarban to host their activities and renamed the Exarban Den around 1900. And it was fascinating. President William Taft spoke at the den. The, uh, former President Teddy Roosevelt spoke there. There were huge balls and theater performances and all kinds of things held for the 12,000 people that would be seated inside of the Exarban Den. It was Exarban's first permanent building right in North Omaha on North 20th and Burdett Streets, where the Hope Center for Kids is today. The building was destroyed by a fire in 1927. And uh, coincidentally, the new Exarban Coliseum opened right after that. There's a facility that serves in a social function there today, and uh, social clubs continue to be important to North Omaha. So that's a little bit of a tour of some of those historic clubs. But let's take a look at some of the names of the others. You know, we had the Northside YMCA. We also had the Eugene Epley Boys Club that existed for a long time as a social and civic club. Uh, and the Exarban Den that we talked about, the Viking ship that was originally called the Pretty Smile Club and the Birchwood Club. You know, Steve, there were neighborhood clubs like the Prairie Park Clubhouse and the Midwest Athletic Club that built up the local neighborhoods where they were at. Prairie Park Clubhouse sat over at 26th and Ames and the Midwest Athletic Club, the building's still there at 23rd, 2306 North 22nd. And the club is still really active in other places. There was a Lothrop social hall at North 24th and Lothrop streets that held all kinds of activities, just like Sanders Hall, Marathon Hall, Goodrich Hall, and Ertling Hall that were all up and down 24th and 16th. So you can really see these places held the heart of North Omaha for a very long time. And even though a lot of people can't remember what is far beyond our lifetimes, it's fun to think about the possibilities and potential of these kinds of clubs weaving together North Omaha history throughout the decades. And that's a little bit about the civic, social, and cultural halls of North Omaha. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.